Hello everyone, this is Pastor Tony. It is the 25th of January, which means two things. We are 11 months away from Christmas 2022, which makes me very excited. But more importantly, this January 25th, as it does every year, marks the commemoration day of the conversion of St. Paul. And let's talk about this, but begin with a word of prayer. The Lord be with you. Lord God, through the preaching of your Apostle Paul, you established one church from among the nations. As we celebrate his conversion, we pray that we may follow his example and be witnesses to the truth in your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, one of the first things to note about the day itself is the way that it's been used um, really over the last several decades by Christians. It marks the end of the week of uh, prayer for Christian Unity Week among a number of churches throughout the world. Uh, that begins with uh, St. Peter's uh, Festival Day, which would have been last Tuesday, and concludes uh, this Tuesday with St. Paul. Uh, obviously, as we heard in the, in the prayer and the collect, uh, we also recognize that Paul is uh, really on a unique mission after his conversion. He becomes the emissary, the ambassador, the apostle, and preacher to the Gentiles, to all the nations. And in some respects, what you start to see happen after that is the issue of how do we all manage to be Christians together? So the church starts very small, right? It starts with those 12 disciples that Jesus calls, and of course, those sort of, you know, other people that were also involved in the mix too, um, certainly the faithful women and the other, the other followers of Jesus. Um, but still, you have this rather small thing that is the Church of Jesus Christ. Well, then it grows bigger. It grows bigger on the day, of course, um, of the Pentecost. It grows bigger in between that time as well, too. But ultimately, you're still talking about a faith and about a church that is more or less made up of mostly like-minded people coming from the same faith background, having some of the same shared cultural um, attributes, having some of the same shared languages, and all these sorts of things. Well, with Paul, as Paul becomes the apostle to the Gentiles, all of a sudden Christianity is going to explode, not only through Paul, but through many of the other disciples and apostles as well. But Christianity is going to explode and become a religion for people coming from all sorts of cultures, all sorts of religious backgrounds. And as we see again and again and again and again and again in the epistles, this will create friction and tension, not only for new Christians figuring out how to be followers of Jesus, but for sort of the old guard church figuring out what it means to be now a follower of Christ um, when they're trying to welcome in people where some of those requirements maybe are, are a little bit uh, too rigid for them. Of course, certainly uh, from the New Testament, we always have these examples of circumcision and uh, what can be eaten and what is to be considered kosher, the keeping of dietary and customary laws. For us today, do we still experience that as a worldwide church? Absolutely. We still, I mean, even in our localities, even sometimes within our families, we struggle to truly come together and be in unity, to be in one mind, as it says in scripture, to love one another, as we are reminded of by Jesus and by the New Testament writers, to be one church, one body that is Jesus Christ with many members that are us called from various places. So St. Paul is a, um, is a good way to note a good bookend for praying for unity throughout the entirety of the Christian church. 
But of course, the day is also certainly about the conversion of St. Paul himself. This is a story that many of you already know. Um, but there's really two ways that it's described. So the first one we'll hear is the familiar, and that's the way it's described, not by Paul directly, but about Paul in the Acts of the Apostles. And the second way comes from Paul's own words, where he writes about his conversion. But let's hear first from the Acts in the 26th chapter. Paul said to King Agrippa, Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and that, it, and that is what I did in Jerusalem. With authority received from the chief priests, I not only locked up many of the saints in prison, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. By punishing them, often in the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme, and since I was so furiously enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. With this in mind, I was traveling to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests, when at midday along the road, your excellency, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me with my companions. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. I asked, Who are you, Lord? The Lord answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve and testify to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those whom are sanctified by faith in me. After that, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout the countryside of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do deeds consistent with repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. So this is a description, this is the word of the Lord and a description from Paul, although through the Acts of the Apostles. Here's another description that we find um, coming from Paul's words in his epistle to the Galatians, uh, midway through the first chapter. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not of human origin, nor did I receive it from a human source, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. You have heard, no doubt, of my earlier life in Jerusalem. I was violently persecuting the church of God and was trying to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many among my people of the same age, for I was far more zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. But when God had set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles. I did not confer with any human being, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were already apostles before me. But I went away at once into Arabia, and afterwards I returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I did, not, I did go up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and stayed there with him 15 days. But I did not see any other apostle except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard it said, The one who formerly was persecuting us is now proclaiming the faith he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God because of me. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
These are two of the ways that we remember the conversion of Paul, and we give thanks to God for having, as Paul says, known him and chosen him even before his birth to be called to such a wonderful and really life-changing, not only for him, but um, history-changing, world-changing ministry that he was engaged in. And, uh, and we also think and reflect about the ways in which God has called us. And maybe we don't know the exact way that God has called us yet. Maybe we're still on a, on a very different path from what it will be. But God will, God will use us. God will use us as the faithful. God will use those who are yet to become the faithful because God is always, always shaping the course of history, sharing the word of God, evangelizing through people that have been called to do so. So with that, we celebrate on this day the conversion of St. Paul, and I'll say goodbye.